I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it. I am it. Welcome to the Soldier. What up, people? Welcome to another edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast, featuring the one and only Donnie Ooh, best of what he does. First and foremost, let me apologize for the tardiness of this podcast this week because I am supposed to release these, upload these, whatever terminology you want to use. On Wednesdays, especially being the fact that I made such a grand production over me moving my date from Saturdays to Wednesdays due to the ongoing NFL season. So, of course, y'all getting this shit on Friday. And longtime listeners, whom I greatly appreciate your patience, your due diligence, your support, your undying support in some in some instances. But uh, long-time listeners know, you know, um, I'm apt to be late from time to time. And usually there's pretty good reasons. This week, you can include this week into the, one of those good reasons. Okay. Well, good depending on your vantage point, your point of view. Sunday. This past Sunday, my New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets won their first game of the season against the Tennessee Titans. We showed fight. We showed moxie. (laughs) And all that. And I'll get into the Jets later on in the in into the show. But um during their comeback, their exciting comeback into in their overtime victory, I was on my way to my shoe job. And I'm listening to it on the radio. Now, there was a problem this past Sunday when it came to um me actually covering the two teams of interest 
you know, the New York football giants and the New York JTS Jet Jet Jets. But I'll get into that in a minute because I'm about to go on a tangent, which I'm trying not to do. So I'm listening to it on the radio and I'm like, you know, Zach Wilson did some unbelievable pass that I couldn't actually watch with my own eyes. So I just had to envision based on the play by play. And he scored a touchdown. They scored a touchdown. And I was so happy. I was so ecstatic that I was screaming at the top of my lungs, out the window, honking the horn, going down 4th Avenue in Brooklyn. That uh, later on that day, matter of fact, when I got to my shoe job, and I'm watching it, watching the rest of the game play out and the highs and lows, the ebbs and flows. I'm screaming even more, looking like a pure lunatic in the box. And uh, once again, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, forgetting that I'm no longer of a tender age. I'm more of a grizzled veteran of 45 years old. So. I say all that to say this. I woke up Monday morning and my voice was very hoarse and my throat was very sore and raw. And the first thing that went to my mind, oh shit, do I got the Rona? Do I got the Delta? Do I got the Alpha, the Omega, the Beta? Which one do I have? Whatever I have, it's affecting the throat. Oh, my goodness. And for the next two days, I was pretty much talking like this. Trying not to clear my throat. Or should I say, uh, sound like my throat is affecting me. (laughs) Because I didn't want anybody to think that I was infected. I realized... Quickly, after I woke up on Monday morning, that, uh, oh, shit, I was screaming yesterday. I was screaming at the top of my, at the top of my lungs. That's why my throat is sore. So I need to drink some tea, some honey, because I got lots of shit to talk about this coming Wednesday, right? Anyway. So, Wednesday comes, my throat is still tender. I'm still on my feelings to a, to a certain degree. So, I'm like, you know what? I start my vacation when I get off at midnight. And instead of rushing through and not being able to uh, truly voice my opinions loudly and freely, I would just wait. And do this podcast on Thursday. So Thursday came and went. And I'm like, oh, shit. I got things to do. I got little errands to do. And uh, I'm going to squeeze this in. All right, I'll do it in the evening. Evening comes. Eight o'clock comes. And I realize, oh, shit, it's Thursday. You know what Thursday is? Law and order. Law and order, 
SVU, Law and Order, Organized Crime. Benson in the front, Stabler in the back. All right, this podcast got to wait until my Law and Order is off. While Law and Order is watching, you know, watching, well, while I'm watching Law and Order, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Let me take a couple sips. Took a couple sips. After Law and Order went off, I was like, <laughs> yeah, ooh, damn, it's going on two days late. All right, I'm going to have to crank this shit out Friday morning. And that's what I'm doing right now as I speak. It's 9.53 in the morning. Yeah, I'm giving the whole shit away. So that was reason number one. Reason number two and once again, as longtime listeners know, I am pretty much an open book when it comes to this podcast, and I'm pretty much an open book when it comes to the shit that I go through through my day-to-day. In this instance, I'm not going to be. Maybe I'll discuss it at a later time, but um, I'll give y'all the crib note version while i was recuperating from my sore throat i had time to contemplate exactly where i was going to go next with the saucy thoughts of donnie Ooh podcast i started kind of reevaluating what exactly i wanted to accomplish with this podcast Through time of thought and um, recollection. And um, I'm going to give a shout out to Cousin Ooh. I realized, and I had to go back and realize, um, why did I start this podcast? What was I trying to gain, if anything, from this podcast? And I realized, oh, Shout out to my brother, Coob. That I started this podcast out my own mouth for the fact that I have a lot of views that I like to spew. And being the fact that technology is available nowadays, it's been available for years, but especially now, that um I have an opportunity for the world to hear my views. My thoughts, my opinions, which more often than not lean on the salty, irritated, aggravated side. But they're my views. I never thought going into this that um I was ever going to get a dime off this podcast. I never thought Actually, I don't even think I even wanted it. Like, if it happened, great. But that wasn't my intent starting it. Tell you the truth, to a certain degree, I don't even really want nobody to know who the fuck I am. I want them to know my views, but I really don't want them to know me. Personally. Y'all know Donnie. 
I'll get into that at a later time also. But basically, that's what I started this podcast for. And and I do this for fun. I do this for a hobby. Um, and it's taking on a life of its own. I, that's why I say, it. once again, I thank everybody for your support. I am re- Matter of fact, I am not rambling because I'm very focused in what the fuck I'm trying to accomplish right now. This intro is just being long because I feel like adding it in the front instead of the back. But, um, yeah. So, that's what also happened this week that made me kind of delay because I needed to reestablish to myself what I wanted for my podcast. And um yeah. And I think I'm I'm think I'm content with that. I think that this is very therapeutic to moi. And hopefully to a certain degree be therapeutic to anybody else that's listening to this shit. But this is my artistic vision. Uh, matter of fact, no, it isn't my artistic vision. This is actually the closest thing you'll probably get to me that you'll get. You'll get my real, real thoughts when it comes to my music. But nobody fucks with that. So this is the closest that the masses will get. <laughs> anyway, I really did, which called, um lose my train of thought. So, um, I'm going to stop this intro pretty soon. I'm going to give you a rundown what the fuck I'm talking about this week. This week, I was going to talk about the Mets being the fact this season finally came to an end. I ain't talking about them this week. Maybe I'll drop a sprinkle of salt between now and next Wednesday, or I'll add them on to next Wednesday, but they ain't being talked about this week. But what I will be talking about, or should I say, who I will be talking about is my New York JETS 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 Jets, their first victory of the season against the Tennessee Titans. I'm actually going to abstain from talking about the New York Giants this week, the New York football Giants this week, because they won. <laughs> That's some bullshit, right? They fucking win for the first time in like a year. And I ain't going to really be talking about them, but... That's based on the fact that the NFL in recent seasons have come up with this bullshit-ass way of scheduling games. Years ago, like I said in the past, NFC and AFC used to be on different channels. You had the AFC on Channel 4, you had the NFC on Channel 2. Then when they switched off and uh, NBC lost the rights for a minute, Then you had the NFC on Fox and you had the AFC on CBS, right? So in New York, we got, we got two teams. We got the Giants, we got the Jets. So a lot of times, so the whole fucking city could pretty much watch both games. One game would be in at the one o'clock slot. The other game would be at the four o'clock slot. Now in recent seasons, now you got the staggered schedule. You got the one o'clock kickoffs and then you got the four or five kickoffs. Then you got the, Special 425 kickoffs. Also, you got flex scheduling. So toward the end of the season, they're able to move games 
from um optimum time slots to uh you know pretty much uh bring the ratings up for the best best put the best matchups on the TV, which is great. But when your team suck, such as the Jets and Giants have done in recent years, or should I say in recent decade, we're not really that popular. Uh, a lot a lot of the country don't want to see us. A lot of the country can't stand us to begin with. So they put us on the one o'clock one o'clock slate. Both the Jets and the Giants. So that's my long-winded excuse of why I really can't comment on the Giants besides the fact of I know that they won. And as much as I like to dissect them when they lose, I really would like to dissect them when they win. But I have no knowledge of what happened to the Giants besides that they won and Saquon Barkley looked closer to normal and he won the running touchdown in overtime. That's all I know. So that's rarely right. I'm not talking about the Giants. It's a better narrative just to say that I'm just not talking about them just for a further slight. But the truth is, I just didn't watch the game. So this week, I'm going to be talking about my Jets and their and their victory. And I'm going to have another installment of Donnie doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, Donnie doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You want to know why Donnie doesn't know what the hell he's doing? Because the intro is going on 17 minutes long. So therefore, it's not really an intro, is it? But that installment is coming up this week. That's what's on tap this week. So as always, strap in. It's probably going to be a bumpy ride. If it hasn't, if it hasn't been already. <laughs> Without further ado. Good night. Mwah! And goodbye. Bang! My New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets won their first game of the season. Head coach, rookie head coach, Robert Sala won his first ever game as a head coach. Zach Wilson, the rookie quarterback, the potential franchise quarterback, Won his first game as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And he did it in spectacular, sometimes frustrating, but no, but do no fault of his own fashion. He showed the arm talent. He showed the aggressiveness that if you keep on plugging away, plugging, plugging, plugging away, it finally paid off. The throw, the 50-some-odd-yard touchdown pass to Corey Davis in the touchdown, I mean, in the end zone, where he rolled out to his right, and he's flat, he's, he's flagging Corey Davis down and, and, and directing him with his arm, with his hand, and telling him where to run before he threw the ball. And it was such a beauty. The, the play where... He was in the shotgun and he fumbled the snap and picked it up and calmly surveyed the field and threw a strike to Crowder. The beautiful pass on the sideline to Keelan Cole. Zach Wilson 
you got to give him this. In the games that he's had success in, he hasn't been a front runner. He's been, he's shown the ability to take the licking in the first half, struggle in the first half and, and continue to plug away and finally break through toward the middle part of the game. Now, this is an ongoing narrative. It's an ongoing truth. It's something that they have to correct. But for anybody that was scared and potentially fearful of Zach Wilson's uh, mental mental strength those are positive signs mike lafleur almost cost us the game late in overtime where we was driving for the potential winning touchdown that would have just won the game outright and not have to lean on the defense who was who were phenomenal who were borderline and yes we're going to look at this with a curve but they were borderline great on Sunday they kept the Jets in the game you can ultimately say Zach Wilson, matter of fact, the offense, i.e. Zach Wilson, kept the Jets in the game by not committing the big mistake. But the defense kept the Jets in the game by keeping Derrick Henry under wraps, at least for the first three quarters. But back to Mike LaFleur. Mike, Mike LaFleur, I think, is third and goal at the one. Now, you have, in my case, you're 0-3. You're trying to establish a culture. You got two shots to push it in from the goal line. At the very least, on third down, you could have had a quarterback sneak. Never mind about the fact that the referees in this game tried to snatch that victory from the Jets time and time again. They didn't even look at the play that got us to the goal line, which was Tevin Tevin Campbell, Tevin Coleman getting damn close to the pylon. They they moved it back to the one. We were pretty much should have been nudging the goal line. They had us back. To the one. But regardless, you're at the goal line. So what does he call? He calls a bootleg. Or should I say he called a design rollout. Zach Wilson ends up losing five yards. It's fourth and goal from the five. Now you have to now you have to kick the field goal and put your defense back on the field. At least if you're at the goal line, you do have a decision to make. 
And I really think Salah would have went for it because if you can't punch it in from, from the one inch line to win the game, your first victory, then you don't deserve to win the game. But there was, um, there was an observation on, um, on the Barton Hahn show on ESPN plus ESPN news, no ESPN plus and ESPN radio. And um, I had to put, I had to pat myself in the back because he kind of just spit back what I've been saying since the first time I laid hands on, I mean, laid eyes on Zach Wilson. And that is Zach is about a half a second late on all of his reads. And that is what's causing. That's what causes a lot of the problems when he tries to pass in the middle of the field, when he tries to pass on the crossing patterns, when he tries to pass on the paint on the slants, he's about a half a second or a second late on his reads. And that's why the ball is always seemingly behind the receiver. And I don't know, is it because he's processing too late? He's looking deep too too long instead of progressing from deep to intermediate to short. But Bart Bart Scott said, um, you know, you pretty much repeated my thoughts and um, said that LaFleur has to come up with a better way or, or, or a, 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 you know, he has to come up with some plays or a, he has to de- design the system a little differently, seeing that this is an ongoing problem. It's not just a one-week problem. It's not just a specific defense defensive problem. It's seemed like his processing is leading to the late to the late reads. And um, I was just like I said, I was just ecstatic. This is not even going to be like I'm not breaking down shit. Yeah, I wrote notes. Yeah, that's one thing that will be ongoing here on the podcast of when I when I talk about my teams in particular, I will be sprinkling notes from here and there just to give me some structure, just to remind myself of the points that (laughs) I want to elaborate on, which makes sense, which makes sense, because there has been one one problem that's been going on. For uh, yeah, I can actually say years because sure, I've been doing this podcast over two years. Is the fact that I can be talking about a subject and then I'll just take one thread and I'll just run with it and come back to the subject at hand at a later time. So the notes do help, but um, I ain't gonna be breaking down the statistics and all that shit. No, all I know is the one stat that matters to me is the number one in the win column for gang green for gotham's own for all gas and no break which due to some um due to a situation that happened yesterday i don't think i like that motto but so much all gas and no break because all gas and no break leads to accidents leads to people potentially being hit. And I don't digress. 
I real progress to uh, the notes that I took on my J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets victory this week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, where should I begin? Ah. You know, I've come up with a problem of the fact that um I don't know which one is page number one or page number two. But page number one, that what I think it is, or at least what I think page number one is, has jets at the top of the page, while page number two does not. So I'm just going to go and assume that what I'm going to start with is page number one. Yeah, please indulge me. And I'm going to read these verbatim. Y'all ready? Here we go. Every effing break is went against us. Pass interference at the end of the game. No measurement for Coleman at the goal line run. No measurement for fourth down for the fourth down run for Henry. The fourth down run for Henry, upon review, didn't really need to be reviewed. Didn't need to re re really need to be measured. And the fourth run, fourth down run that's in question that I'm talking about right now was the last drive of the Tennessee Titans in the overtime where they ultimately missed a 48-yard field goal attempt by their place kicker Bullock. Unfortunate injury timeouts. Yes. During that final drive of Tennessee, Tennessee, actually, let me go back. During the final drive of regulation, Tennessee had one timeout remaining. The Jets had three. Tennessee had to drive, I believe, about 50 yards with under two minutes remaining. The reason why they had more time that they more time that they shouldn't have had was because on the previous drive that the Jets had, it was a third down. They had a chance. Yes, you were going to probably end up punting the ball, but they had a chance to run the ball. Matter of fact, Tennessee didn't have any timeouts. They had a chance to run the ball, make sure that the two-minute warning that Tennessee was going to get the ball under the two-minute warning. Forgive me. Like I said, I'm rusty. And Tennessee would have had to drive the field with no timeouts remaining. Zach Wilson did not complete a pass that was based on him just throwing a bad pass. It felt incomplete. That stopped the clock before the two-minute warning. So Tennessee had the ball in decent field goal. I mean, in decent field position with the timeout that was going to come at the two-minute warning. Now, there was a final drive in, in overtime with Tennessee that uh, it was fourth and one. 
Henry converted on consecutive fourth and run ones. The last fourth and one conversion, or should I say the first fourth and one conversion, listening or well, watching on my small screen, listening on the radio, it looked like it sounded like it was closer than it ultimately was. So that's what that long drawn out explanation over injury time. Ah, damn. No, no. Shit, I didn't even get into the injury timeouts. Pretty much on the last drive of regulation for Tennessee, they had no timeouts. We gave them more time because Zach Wilson didn't complete the ball. So they're driving, they're driving and driving, and being the fact that under two minutes remaining, injuring stops the clock automatically, takes the timeout. There was three jets on almost consecutive plays that, could not get off the field because they were injured. Fucking clock stop. Time I got charged to the Jets. And um, that gave Tennessee ample opportunity to get into the field goal range and kick the field goal. That sent us into overtime. So that was my drawing out reasoning over why I wrote, unfortunate. Injury timeouts. Bad call at the goal line. And that was the previously mentioned play where they where the Jets were at the goal line, third and goal at the one. And instead of calling a straight ahead run, instead of calling a quarterback sneak, they decided to call a design rollout pass. And we lost five yards and had to end up settling for the field goal called for rollout instead of quarterback sneak at the one yard line. Only time a tie feels like a loss. Vrabel's a bitch. Yeah, I I don't know. There was one moment in time coincidentally when they beat New England in New England that um I did respect Mike Vrabel as a coach. For some reason, his little act on the sidelines, his little fake tough guy act, his little mini Belichick, not so much in demeanor, but using the rule book to his advantage. I'm just not feeling him. Just looking at his smug fucking face on the sideline, I just had to write and make sure I put in my notes that Vrabel's a bitch. Wilson missed a wide open Griffin at the five yard line. Yeah, and it was it was bad. It was almost like he saw that Griffin, Ryan Griffin was so open, he tried to guide it with his arm instead of just rifling it in there. And it fell ropefully short. And that set up the Tevin Coleman run that ultimately got us to the goal line which ultimately we end up settling for a field goal. Yeah, I'm repeating myself. It's Groundhog Day out this motherfucker. Wilson, still aggressive, but this time it paid off. Tannehill. Yeah, I, I don't know why I just wrote Tannehill. Just Tannehill. We survived a missed field goal at the end. 48-yard miss from Bullock. A win is a win. Delay of game was huge. Yes. 
There was a delay of game penalty prior to Bullock missing the 48-yard field goal. 43 yards, I think he ties that game. And we had, unfortunately, we work away with a tie 0-3-1 instead of 1-3. And, and we go into this upcoming game against Atlanta, the putrid Atlanta Falcons in London on a slight down slope instead of potential momentum. I am going to give my first prediction of this season when it comes to the Jets. I predict the Jets are going to win this upcoming game against the putrid Atlanta Falcons. You want to know why? Because first and foremost, Matt Matt Ryan is washed. I believe the Jets who sacked the quarterback, I believe, eight times. They, Tannehill eight times. And Tannehill is actually way more mobile than Ryan. You're going across, you're going across the pond. And um, I just think the momentum is something that this young team, this young, this young staff can use as a starting point to really show that the program that they're installing has merit. Also, it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that on Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage will both be out. And for those who don't know, those are the two starting wide receivers for Atlanta. We just came from beating Tennessee. Well, dodging the bullet with Tennessee. They they was missing um who was it? Why am I always fucking blanking on Tennessee's um Tennessee's wide receivers? I know they got Julio Jones and they got AJ whoever the hell. It's not Corey Davis, AJ whatever. So now we're going against Atlanta, and they're missing Russell Gage, and they're missing Calvin Ridley. So all the fantasy owners, they're probably going to load up on a heavy dose of cow pits. And I'm sorry. Even though I might have him on my fantasy team, cow pits does not instill any fear in yours truly. Where should I say any fear in the New York J-E-T-S Jets? So my prediction for this Sunday's game. I'm not giving no score. Just Jets win, Falcons lose. What up, brother John? Yeah, that that prediction was for you. But um, yeah, I think I think we are gonna win about six games this season. And uh, just to do a little tidbit, I ain't budget off my fucking prediction. New York Giants are only winning four games. Four and 13, and you know what that means. Out of the playoff. On this installment of Donnie, doesn't know what the hell he's doing. A.K.A. Donnie's adventure in fantasy football leagues. This week... Your boy Donnie 
garnered another L. I I was a little frustrated this week with this one because even though ultimately I only lost by 11 points, one, 135 to 124, it was not that close. And um, I don't know why. I really don't. And um, it was a bunch of factors that I think contributed to my downfall. First and foremost, the score was actually misleading. I got my ass bust. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to go down the lineup that I had. And, um, the scores that I garnered. (laughs) I'm, the reason I'm, I'm talking in pauses and shit is because I'm looking at this lineup and I'm like, what the fuck was on my mind? Okay, here we go. So. For the quarterback, I had Stafford. Stafford coming off the first three weeks, he was an MVP talk. I'm like, you know what? Let me just, uh, let me take a stab on Stafford. Stafford gave me 20 points. Normally, you could be like, you know, for a quarterback, all right, that was decent. That was cool. You know, he didn't stink it up. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh Stafford just... He didn't he didn't give it to me. He really didn't give me he didn't give me shit. I guess I'm kind of spoiled by riding Justin Herbert, but Herbert was not on the slate of players that I could select. He had a he was um where he was in the Monday night game against Oakland, which he won and showed out, but he was not on my slate, so I couldn't really ride him anymore. So I chose what I deemed to be the best alternative. And Matt Stafford, and Stafford just didn't do it for me. Now, running back, I had Najee Harris from Pittsburgh. And this would probably be the last week I will ever pick him for the rest of the season. He got me 21 points. But a lot of those 21 points were in garbage time. Pittsburgh is horrible. I figured I picked Najee for the fact that Ben can't throw so he's just going to dump it off, and Najee's going to get a lot of cheap receptions. Najee scored a late touchdown, which made his point total very respectable, but a lot of those was in garbage time, both in the Pittsburgh game and in my matchup. Cooper Cup chose this last Sunday to have a mere mortal game of five receptions and 64 yards, where he only garnered me 11 Point four points. Not that it really mattered because my opponent also picked up. So that was a wash. So I wasn't gaining anything from them. Now, now here's where my giant dislike comes into play, even though he's no longer a giant. Odell Beckham gave me a grand total of five points. 
He had four receptions for 27 yards. Yes, I know he's coming back. This that was only his second game back from ACL injury, from ACL from ACL surgery. But I figured Landry is out. Yeah, I know they are a running centric team nowadays with the two-headed monster of Chubb and Hunt. But I figured they would still take a shot deep. They would still try to get Odell involved. And for $5,800, for $5, he was a steal. But now I know why he was only $5,800. Because he was stealing money. Stealing a fucking spot on my squad. That's another one. Every time I pick Beckham, he never comes through. So I don't know why I keep on doing it to myself. Now, my next receiver, and you're probably going to start getting the pattern of what's going on here. My next receiver was Christian Kirk from the Arizona Cardinals. I figured, you know, 5,300. They spread the ball around. DeAndre Hopkins really hasn't jumped off the page yet this season. Let me take a chance on Kirk. Why the hell did I do that? A couple weeks ago, matter of fact, I think the week that I won, I took a chance on A.J. Green. A.J. Green is actually becoming an integral part in their passing offense because there's so much attention being given to Kirk being given to Hopkins that AJ Green is becoming the more viable option. Why I strayed away from that, I have no idea. I will not make that mistake again. Mr. Kirk, and I think they spelt his name wrong because I could swear it's Christian Verk. One reception, five yards, and a 37-20 victory. Ain't that a bitch. Now, these next two slots are the only reason why it was somewhat respectable to begin with. I took a flyer on Mr. Schultz, the tight end from the Dallas Cowboys, and he came through with 17.8 points. He scored a touchdown for, I believe, his third consecutive week. Six receptions, 58 yards, one touchdown, Gave me a total of 17.8. And in my flex position. And this man might become a mainstay on my lineup until he proves me otherwise. It's DJ Moore from the Carolina Panthers. He topped my lineup at a robust 34.9 points. Two receiving touchdowns, 113 receiving yards. On eight receptions and added six rushing yards. And bringing up the rear for my defense chosen was the Detroit Lions. I figured they were going against Justin Fields. He was coming off that atrocious game the previous week. I figured maybe, just maybe, with their aggressive head coach dan campbell that they were going to give justin fields a little bit of trouble so it was worth the flyer my bad it was not worth the flyer so 
I told everyone that the way I'm looking at the construction of my lineups and whether I deem them a success or not is the amount of points that I've garnered. This past week, I garnered 124 points, but like I said, a lot of those points were in garbage time, both in the games of the players that I had on my lineup and the fact that my matchup was already a foregone conclusion. It gives me a little bit more oomph to backload my lineup with a lot of late games, but that only really rears, um, you know, bears fruit is if those late game players actually produce. And they did it. So uh, I, I don't know, but I feel still feel that my thought process was along the right track. You know, Stafford, with the recent history, to me, was a good pick. He only cost $7,000. Najee Harris, he is the running game, even though they don't have any running game. For 6800 probably was a little bit of a reach. Because to me, Najee Harris is proving not to be worth his fantasy value, at least to me. Cup, I knew that he was going to be heavily owned, but once again, that was to get my point total up so I could be somewhat competitive. He just didn't come through. Williams, that was that was a running back I missed from Denver. Once again, I reached on him, and he didn't come through. Beckham. To me, right now, shouldn't be even a fantasy option. Nobody. Kirk, once again, I chose the wrong week to try to ride him and try to get a diamond in the rough. Schultz is going to start becoming more heavily owned, and his and his monetary value is going to go up. And the diamond in the rough feel of him is going to start dulling. But... I still think I'm on the right track. One and three. Record is not anything to aspire to be. It's not anything to brag on. But the rest of my division equally sucks. So this upcoming week, I need to really, matter of fact, not even really, to to put it blunt, I need to win. Because after this week, I think we have about five consecutive weeks of double of double headers. And I told y'all in the past, the double headers is a chance to the double headers really make or break your season. It would have been optimum for me to be at least going into the double headers at three and two. That's not possible. So two and three. And try to get hot in the next couple of weeks with these double headers is my only way that I'm going to have a fighting chance into getting the playoffs. And look, this is my third year of being in this league. 
First year I went eight and eight. Last year I went seven and nine, but even seven and nine was more like a week seven and nine because I think I won three of my last four games, which probably means I was about four and eight at one time and not in contention. So I was just playing out the string. I do not want to play out the string this year. I have money invested in this shit. Not much, but listen, I don't invest much. But um, regardless, money is money. That money could go to a fucking hat. That money could go to a bottle. That money could go to a meal. That money could go to a lot of places. So I'm trying to at least recoup my initial investment. If I get into the playoffs, I break even. And that's my goal. Plus, just the competitor in me. I just I just have to do it. I have to I have to do it. But um, yeah. So does Donnie really know what he's doing? I still think I know what I'm doing. But the more losses are going to make me realize Donnie doesn't know what the fuck he's thinking. Donnie knows what, what, what the fuck he's doing. Donnie doesn't know a damn thing. <laughs> Shit. But yeah. Ah. Man, I, I I just don't know. I don't know. It's something got to give. Something got to give. One of these days, one of these days, I will have much better luck than what I've been doing when it comes to fantasy. Even I've been doing alternate alternative lineups and putting them into like double doubles, and my double doubles have actually been paying off more than the actual league, which is very frustrating. It's like I'm getting the money up front. But the long game, I'm not. And I don't like using putting two lineups in, but sometimes I'll do it like a little tweak. And then that tweak, I'm not confident enough to put into my actual league, but it pays off in a double-double. So who the fuck knows? Once again, that's further proof that Donnie doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And that brings us to the end of another edition of the Saucy Daughter Donnie U podcast. A very interesting edition, if I do say so myself. Probably not to y'all. Probably not to myself. Probably wasn't interested for no particular reason whatsoever. But for some reason, the phrase of interesting just came to my motherfucking mind. Anyway, being the fact that the intro was overly long, I'm going to make this outro overly short. Next week, I'll continue to talk about the ongoing NFL regular season. I will talk about the New York Giants going down the Big D to probably take the Big D from the Dallas Cowboys. I will also be talking about my New York JETS 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 and their trip across the pond to go against the putrid Atlanta Falcons. Also, hopefully, I will be able to pull a rabbit out of my motherfucking hat to add on to next week's edition. If I do not drop a sprinkle of salt, I will be talking about the New York Mets 
and the end of their disgusting season. And where they're going to look, or should I say their outlook, for the offseason. They have a manager to replace. They have a GM to replace. They have a whole bunch of shit to get together. And the New York Yankees will not be unscathed from the wrath of Donnie Ooh. All that and more coming up next week on next next week's edition. Like I said, I ain't going to draw this shit out anymore longer than it needs be because to tell you the truth, I've already done that. So you already know what time it is. And it's time for the motherfucking plugs. EasyTree.me slash WaterDonnieOo. EasyTree.me slash WaterDonnieOo for everything Donnieoo. This podcast you're listening to can be heard on EasyTree.me slash WaterDonnieOo. Salty Thoughts of Donnieoo merch can be bought at EasyTree.me slash WaterDonnieOo. And last but not least, Donnie Ooh slash Donnie Child Music can be heard at EasyTree.me slash World of Donnie Ooh. Shout out to the Black Wrestling Podcast. Shout out to the homies, Cal, Brother Fam, Math, Drip. Check them out on YouTube. Like, subscribe. Check them out on all podcasting platforms. My bad. All streaming platforms where podcasts are available. Shout out to my bro, The Mojo King. Check out his brand new podcast, Hidden Gems Golf. I repeat, Hidden Gems Golf. A podcast for hidden gems in the fantasy golf landscape. Hidden Gems Golf is part of the 19 Media Group. Check my brother out. Also check out the Baseline NBA Podcast. The Baseline NBA Podcast. Heard on all streaming platforms wherever podcasts are available. Yeah. So, with all that being said and done, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Until next week. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Stressed out like a mother. Leave me the fuck alone, nigga. For real. Got my own problems on my brain, that's why I've been getting high all day. I keep my gun on me, you think I'm a lesson bullshit, slide no way. I don't tolerate no disrespect. You watch your mouth when you talking to a G, nigga. Watch your fucking mouth. Go ahead and think I'm playing with you, homie. I promise, motherfucker, you gon' see. See, niggas better salute me. Nigga, you better salute me, salute me. Niggas better salute me. Nigga, you better salute me. Salute me. Yeah. 
law switching with dread I shoot the fans, but I'd rather pick the fifth of the stead And I've been on it like that since I got blicked in my head And I've been spitting like it's a computer chip in my head Smell the sour aroma Every other hour, that's sour Keeping me in and out of a coma Cat. Made a hundred thou without a diploma Standing on the couches and onyx Blowing chronic like I was the owner <laughs> Mention my name and 30 shells pop Get a shell in your top 30 bands in the joint, 12 rocks DMX said it's dark and hell's hot Get yourself shot Niggas wishing that I fell from the top Picture that Flew to Cali and shipped the sour back Time is money and you can't get an hour back Had a minor setback but now I'm back I'm riding around with the Tommy and the ghost to get my power back Look, you little niggas getting fucking lying Think you fucking with me? Nigga, you watch your fucking mind? I mean, can't you niggas see that it's my fucking time? August Al Cena, is you niggas going fucking blind? Any problem then let's address it might smack your mama to send a message They reckless online, then apologize in your DM Cause he know I'ma clap him soon as I see him I ain't no rapper, I'm a god My shit is classic My shit is like a raw brick still in plastic Look, you need to cool it, nigga You better act like you wanna keep your life before you lose it, nigga Cause I will lose it, nigga I will throw all this shit away and have people saying I'm stupid, nigga Look this is homicide rap Heard these niggas wanted the drama Will I provide that? And be with ten little niggas when I slide back Dirty dreads and thirties You thinking you in Chirac I green light at the tool spray It's your doomsday on a Tuesday While I sip on the Tuesday Bitches love me like the old Cool J D squared T Just Don John 2's and they cool great This for them niggas that really move yay. 50 shots in the clip for niggas thinking I do play Got my own problems on my brain, that's why I've been getting high all day. Smoke. I keep my gun on me, you think I'ma let some bullshit slide? No way. I don't tolerate no disrespect. You watch your mouth when you talking to a G, nigga. Watch your fucking mouth. Go ahead and think I'm playing with you, homie. I promise, motherfucker, you gon' see. Niggas better salute me. Nigga, you better salute me. Salute me. Better 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 salute